Hello, friends. Thank you for listening to The Truth About Growing Pains. I am your host, Tiffany Lovell. I'm so excited you are here. Today, we have a very special guest speaker. Her name is Kyra Carlin. We met on social media two years ago, and what grabbed my attention with her was how consistently she was showing up in all aspects of her life with her fitness, her family, and her business. She is 30 years old. She is an entrepreneur in the health and wellness industry. She is a mom and a bonus mom. She has retired herself. So she chased her dreams and was able to quit her day job in 2018 to pursue the life that she imagined for herself. But I guarantee you, if I had to guess what it was that got her there, it was her actions and her consistency in showing up in her life. So today, that is exactly what we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about Finding your purpose in your life and being consistent, taking actions each and every day that are going to ensure you to reach your goals and to truly chase your dreams. So let's hop in. So I just introduced you to our listeners. So if we just want to dive in, can you tell us what your life looked like before your purpose and how it looks now? Oh my, so let's buckle up, right? I will try and do the best I can of breaking it down and kind of abbreviating it too, because we ain't got all day. But um, I think to even tell you where I am, I have to tell you where I've been, what the kind of my life was like beforehand, because it's super easy to look at how someone's life is right now. Anybody that you look up to or even hindsight compared to um, and think it's easy for them. So I grew up, my backstory, I grew up, plus size. And I say that meaning I was in third grade wearing a size medium for women's. And then I was in fifth grade wearing size 12, eighth grade wearing size 16. And then from there, it was just a a constant growing without even realizing it. Um, I am super blessed that I live in such a small town. So genuinely, it wasn't like I was ever actually picked on for my size. It was always social. And it's so funny because like looking back, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't really a Facebook, but outside sources of what you thought you should look like, I recognize that I was not supposed to be a size 16 and a junior in high school, right? So I always had these tendencies of, okay, I need to crash diet. I've got to get smaller. I've got to do something. Um, But the biggest thing is the only thing I ever turned to was dieting and or gimmicks or something. I never, ever looked for fitness. It was something that I was told I couldn't do. I was not good at. So I just didn't. I never tried it. Um, so I grew up like that. And then right out of high school, two years out of high school, I, my then boyfriend, we had a baby and it was like, all right, so now we also have to throw into the mix. I've been plus size. I have a baby. And for the first time in my life, it was like I was praised for being bigger because you're supposed to when you're pregnant. And I loved it. Like I loved every single bit of it. And then after I had her, my, what they call baby weight (laughs) fell right off. But then I was still a size 16, 18 after having my baby. And I personally just took it super hard because my then boyfriend didn't like it. He did not like my size. He did not like how I looked. He would make comments all the time and would like poke the, like the fat that comes out of your jeans when you sit down. Like, I don't care if you're a size two or a size 22, if you wear distressed jeans, like that skin comes out when you sit down. 
And I remember one time very specifically, we were driving and he just like leaned over and like the skin that was coming out. And his words were, what are you going to do about that? And it was like, I don't know, like, this is who I am. And I just became super self-conscious. So I was really lucky growing up that I wasn't over the top self-conscious of what I looked like because I grew up that way with the people that I was growing up around. But it was actually afterwards when I became an adult and when I had a child that I instantly became super insecure, super like, oh my God, I have to do something. And it was, it was nothing for me to purchase the next pill, the next wrap, the next gimmick, the next plan. I was doing it all the time. Um, And I just found myself, it would be, I would start it for like five or six days, maybe a week or two if I was lucky. I would get some kind of results and then I would reward myself. And of course, my reward at that time was food. And so then it was like, oh, well, by the way, if you stop what got you here, you're going to go back to where you were. I would always blame these things and products and all of the above of how they didn't work because, you know, they didn't keep my results. And it really took me like down this really hard, dark road of like such high highs and such low lows. Like there was no consistency in what I was doing and the results that I was getting and how I was feeling. Um, Thank goodness that relationship ended within a couple of months after having my daughter. And I was like, I can't do this for her. So we were on our own for a while. And then my now husband and I got together and he knew me as plus size and never once said comments. I just had to really kind of make myself aware, like, He's not thinking it, so stop thinking it yourself. Stop putting those words and those comments in your own mind. Um, But I just fell into the comparison mode once again to everybody who was around his life. So I upped and moved my life to be with him, and I got implemented into a whole new world, literally, these people didn't know me. These people didn't know that I grew up like this. They didn't know life. They didn't know anything. And that's where I found myself really like pulling back of the really bad comparison mode, the really bad self-talk of how I was seeing and looking at myself that I just was like, I have to make a change. And it took me years of once again, getting prescription weight loss pills, getting this diet plan, trying the military diet. If y'all have never heard of that, I don't even know who even thinks of these things, but they're ridiculous. Like it was, I don't know, one hard boiled egg, a can of tuna, half a grapefruit. Yes, I've done that. For the day, for the day. And you did it for three days. And I remember doing that and I was working as a bartender. And I mean, I don't know if y'all have worked at food, but like they give you shit for, oh, sorry. (laughs) They give you everything for free. Like there's free French fries. Oh, this burger is messed up. So like I was genuinely around food all the time. And like, I had not dealt with my actual food issues. So for me, it was like, oh my gosh, like I'll just do this military diet for three days. I'll lose 10 pounds and I'll be happy. Um, That was right there. I remember that was the last time I ever did any kind of like diet fix um, because my best friend was doing her own challenge group. And I remember messaging her, oddly enough, asking for accountability. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this military diet. Why don't you do it with me? 
Y'all, I have to put into context, which is perfect because Tiffany and I like could not be different body types the way that we are. My best friend is five foot, 120 pounds, probably soaking wet and does not, did not even need to like get results is what you would think whenever you're thinking of a diet plan. And when I think of the military diet, the word literally is in there, it's a diet, but I just needed somebody to keep me from quitting on myself. And she was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I told myself I would go 21 days with this plan and there are no cheats. There are no anything like that. I cannot do anything else. And I remember being like, oh, okay, good luck with that. So I stick through one day of the military diet and I'm, I'm starving, starving. When I get home that evening, I'm like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. You know? And I go back to my daily life and go and do the, um, like bartending days, come home and mom go back do bartending days, all the day, all the things. And 21 days had gone by and my best friend posts her before and after pictures. And I was like, the heck, like, are you kidding me? Like I just went through the life of literally Groundhog's Day and you just got a six pack. Like what in the world? I remember messaging her. I'm like, all right, what is this? What are you doing? And the thing that really caught me more than anything was she just talked about how good she felt. And, you know, from outsider looking in, I'm like, well, yeah, it's, I would feel good if I was that size too. That's my first thought, my first, first reaction. And she tells me, she's like, all right, we're going to get started on this plan. You're going to follow this routine. You're going to work out every day. And I remember being like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to work out every day. And you know, you're going to follow these container systems. They're going to help you learn how to eat. And I just, I mean, I was the one, the hard eye roll. And I was like, all right, I did it three times and never, I never stuck with it. Like if I was the person that you would look at for consistency four years ago, you would literally laugh your butt off because I was not consistent in anything. And what I always think of that YouTube video, what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was I went on a family vacation and I know everybody, like you have a moment when you change your life, you have a moment and it's truly a hindsight moment. It's never, you don't ever do it in that moment and think this is it. This is the moment I'm going to change my life, but something happens and it makes you be like, okay, I'm done. So we went on a family vacation to Myrtle beach. My kids had never seen the beach. My husband had not been on a vacation in 10 plus years. Um, and it was with my family and we went and I had a good time. I had a good time. I only wore jeans, three tank tops at one time with some kind of like jacket or something on at all times at the beach. And I was in a total of seven pictures and we were there for an entire week. Whenever I was there, like I said, it's hindsight. You don't ever notice that you're doing it. You don't notice that you're hiding. You don't notice that you're wearing extra clothes until later. And you go to look through pictures and I'm like, I was in seven pictures and five of them were selfies. It was, I came home, that was before Christmas. And I came home and I remember messaging her who had been consistent in everything that she was doing. And I was like, all right, I mean it. Like, what do I need to do to do this? So January 26, 2016 was the day one of my journey. And I, 
I won't ever forget that day because where I was, I am tired of being of start over. And so that truly was where it was, where I just like kind of drew the line in the sand of like, I'm not going to quit anymore. Like, look at what it has done for me the past 26 years. I have literally nothing to even remember my life with. Like I have nothing to look at or be proud of. Okay. Like the only thing I had for me was my daughter genuinely. And it was like, I'm, I need this for me more than anything. And it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to work out five days a week. And man, no, it was just like, I'm just going to show up every day. My mindset got over the, let me get to 30 days. Let me get to three months or even the, I'm going to fit into this dress or I'm going to be this size. It was never that. It was just like, I'm just going to show up today. And I think that's one of the biggest things people overlook when they're looking at some kind of new lifestyle, new pattern, new anything. You think that it's going to be this big, huge goal. When I always think of in hindsight, I'm like, what's, what's the ending? It's your literal life you're living. So what good does it do you to get to October? Because what's October going to give you that tomorrow can't give you? And it was truly a mindset shift. And Lord, would I get frustrated whenever, I don't know about you, but like I've researched stuff or I look at things and they're like, oh, it was my mindset shift. And I like would always roll my eyes. I'm like, no, but what was it really? No, but really what was it? And you're like, no, that's, that was really it. I just decided to do it. And I think people will try and start a lot of things and they'll give up, but it's because you're not ready. You're not ready to be fully committed. You're not ready to actually change your life. You want to, and maybe you want to for external sources or external reasons. Maybe you, you do have a wedding coming up or whatever it may be. The problem is those things will pass. Like if you are showing up for a better life, there is literally no finish line except for not having your life. So I really think that's where consistency starts is the realization that there is no end because you just are going to show up every day. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I literally have goosebumps. (laughs) Um, I love that because I think people just get this one single goal of like, I want to lose 20 pounds and then I'll be happy and then everything will be fine. Or I want to fit into a certain size pair of jeans. Um, And that gets so, it points people in the complete wrong direction Um, because sometimes just getting started, I think you just need to get tired of your own shit. You just need to realize like, maybe I don't have a goal, but where I am, if I'm still here in five years, that scares the shit out of me. And I think- I think the time's gonna pass anyway. Like literally, you don't get a decision. You don't get to decide what someone else is doing, but you do get to decide what you're doing. And like, I think of that when I see even transformations now or people building a house. That's one of my favorite things, building a house and people having a baby. And I think of, okay, I remember when they announced that either or when they broke ground, whichever one you're like really hits home for you. Think of somebody building a house. I remember when they told me they were going to build and then it's like, oh my gosh, the foundation's for it. Oh my gosh, they're, you know, the siding's done. Look at their house. And then they have a post coming up. It's a one year anniversary of their brand new house. And you're like, I remember whenever they said they were going to, and it is kind of that gut punch. It's like, what have you been doing? And that's what consistency feels like is like, you can look back and be like, dang, look what I've done. It's just like building a house. You like the time is going to pass anyway. 
what are you doing with the time? And if you can just show up to be good today, your life will literally change versus like, oh, I just have to get to Tuesday. I just have to get to, you know, whatever it is. I used to say this all the time and I still believe in this is I hate when people are like working for the weekend or Friday. I'm like, why can't you be happy on Tuesday? Why can't you be happy on Wednesday? Why can't you wake up and be like, yay, three o'clock, right? Like, why are you waiting for Friday? Because what is it that you are doing? And man, does it hit home for a lot of people who, who do work a nine to five job or maybe work for somebody else. I understand that not everybody's an entrepreneur because we still need healthcare workers. I still need the Starbucks drive through to work. Like I don't want everybody to be an entrepreneur, but I very much think if what you're doing isn't blessing you, you should not be living your life thinking like, I can't wait for Friday. Because if you're waiting for Friday, my question is always, what is Friday going to give you? Not a dang thing. You decide what Friday looks like. So why not make your Monday feel like Friday? Why not make your Wednesday feel like Friday, even if you're not an entrepreneur? I think of that because dang, is it different for your life? Like how you feel, if you can consistently tell yourself you're gonna have a good day, you're gonna have a good day no matter if it's on Friday, Saturday, or Tuesday. It's the biggest difference in your mindset shift that you're going to have. And it makes showing up easier because the alternative is what else are you going to feel like? What else are you going to say and do if you're not constantly making yourself feel better every single day? And I mean, let's disclaimer, <laughs> you're still going to have crap days. You're still going to have bad mood days, right? But here is the difference in consistently showing up for yourself. You can recognize those bad days. So for me, when I would have bad days before, I didn't know it was even a bad day because every single day I was like looking for the negative. I was looking for things that were already wrong. So when it would be, you know, a list a mile long of things that were wrong, I'd be like, all right, like it's just a bad day. I would rather have so many good days that when a half-ass bad day happens, I'm like, whew, tomorrow is, it's going to be better. Like I'm letting myself know tomorrow is going to be better. And that really takes, that takes showing up in your own mind of recognizing those feelings. That stuff doesn't happen. You, I love you enough to tell you that you are not just going to tell yourself you're going to have a good day. That's actually not how it works. You have to do, what are you doing today to make it a good day? So for me, like mine is my morning routine, like hands down. Is it okay if I just go right into yes, that? Yes, go right yeah. in, girl. So for me, it's morning routine and it has changed. It has looked different even in the last year, especially with COVID um, and having my children home with me all the time at all times, every single day. Um, and it also changed during the season of life of when I worked outside of the home, whenever I had a full-time job and I was not my own boss. But the thing that has been consistent through all of this is my morning routine. And a lot of people I think who, if maybe they're not spiritual or maybe they're not even into personal development yet, can't grasp their mind around this, I will tell you it's small steps lead to big actions. So it's something simple as if you feel yourself racing in the mornings, you're going to feel it all day long. And as much as I love my sleep too, if you want to get up earlier, 
you have to go to bed earlier. That's just what it is because you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. You decide what you're going to do with it. So for me, it was getting up one hour prior to where I would even need to start my day. So meaning if I needed to know I had to get ready and shower and get out the door to leave my house by X, Y, and Z to make it to work, I would reverse engineer everything. So if I know that I need to get in the shower by six, that means I need to be done with my workout by six. That means I've got to get up an hour ahead of time so I can get my morning routine in. And for me, it starts with gratitude because like you will always seek what you find good, bad, negative, or positive, whatever it is. So if you're somebody who's kind of like, I grew up in, I won't even say a negative household, but my family definitely had no idea what personal development was. They did not know what self-help was. They didn't know what pushing for big goals were, right? Like you got up, you did your work and you prayed that you made it through that day. And then you got up and did it again the next day. And that's what I grew up with. And it's what I knew. And it's what I did without even recognizing it. I thank God for this journey because I'm like, it helped me have hindsight before it was bad. Um, So for me, I get up and I do my morning devotional. I have lots that I choose from. I even have one that I will totally shamelessly plug because it is not um, spiritual. It is called Heart Talk by Cleo Wade. This one here is just like daily poems that will just kind of prompt you in recognizing to look for the good. Because if you are looking for negative, you'll always find it. But the best thing is that if you look for the good, you're going to find it. But unless you prompt yourself to do that, you're never going to notice it. I'll give you an example. So if you can look around the room right now, whatever room you're in, whatever you're looking at right now, I want you to look all things that are orange and just kind of look up, look down, look around, look at everything and count how many orange things do you see? Okay. Now I want you to take a second. How many yellow things were there? And this is an old practice. It's an old gimmick. And I mean, guess what? It happens every single time because you never know what that second color is going to be. That's the thing that I like. This practice will always work because you never know. Because guess what? You can't look for both at the same time. So you can't be looking for joy and negativity at the same time. You've got to pick one. But if you're not picking, your mind will automatically find the negative because that's what we're geared to do. We're geared to just be in survival mode. Like that's It's from years and years and years of generations of being in survivor mode, getting through the day. And it's like, if you could rewire your mind first thing of the morning, at least you have that much of your day where you're looking for the positive. So when you, when I start with gratitude, I write down, I write down five things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's three, right? But the thing that I don't do, I don't generalize it. So I don't do like, I'm grateful for my house. While I am grateful for my house, it's great and wonderful that I have a house. Um, And a lot of people go back to, well, other people don't have houses. So I, and it's like, it is not your job to decide what other people do and don't have. What do you have? And so for me, I'm like, okay, I am grateful for my home office. That, because this is my sanctuary. This is where when I come into here, I'm like, I know I'm going to get work done. I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to be my best self. And so I really get specific on things that I'm grateful for in that moment. And then the rest of the day, you are literally looking for the orange things, right? You're looking for the positive things. So when I have that early morning routine, I'm looking for the gratitude. And then I put myself first, meaning I do my workout. This is not a physical results workout. 
Sometimes they're super hard. Sometimes they're light. It's just the movement of my body because you, no matter what shape you're in, what size you are, how great you think you look, how great you don't think you look, you need movement in your body. You need movement because for 30 seconds, I mean, for 30 minutes, you're getting outside of your mind and just doing what you're told. So just do the workout. And then it's like, you are able to release the stress that you probably hold on to a lot. And that is the thing that is going to build up over time. And I promise you, you're not going to get up every day and want to do the workout, but because you know the result of it, because you know how it makes you feel, you will show up consistently because it's like, dang it. If you know that going on a walk makes you feel good, I guarantee you whenever things are kind of going hard or things are going not your way, the first thing you're going to reach for is what you know. So the best thing you can do is learn what you want to know so that you have that tool in your back pocket. That's what for me makes the biggest difference. So if I put myself first, then I get to give myself the rest of the day. And if I have a moment here and there, 20, 15 minutes to myself, I'm going to do something that brings me joy, not something that's going to always serve others because you will get burnt out so fast. So it's simple, like listening to your favorite song, dancing in the kitchen, sitting down in peace and quiet, like just give yourself a break from the world, including social media, because you are the only person who can make you happy. And if you can show up doing that every day, you'll search for it. It's it's just like the chocolate chips that you love, right? Like, you know, you love those chocolate chips. And every time you eat them, you're like, oh, this tastes so good. So whenever it's kind of been an, a rough afternoon, you're like, mm, I just want some chocolate chips. It'll make me feel better. You guys, self-love, self-help is just like that. If you could just do it consistently over time, you'll crave it. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I need to step away. I need to take a five minute walk. I need to listen to some personal development. I need this for me. And that's what I invest in myself, those things. So for me, I have a monthly subscription to Audible because I know me and I know I do best by listening to words of affirmation. I do best of listening to personal development books. So I charge, it's $14.99 a month. Do I want to pay $14.99 a month every single month? No, but I also won't waste it. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I bought a book. I'm going to listen to it. It is something that you literally choose. Consistency is not what I don't think is easy, but it is definitely something that you make happen because you know, as the result, it's going literally change your life. I'm so glad that you just said that it was a choice because that's what I want everyone to know is that it is a daily choice of deciding like what is feeding me, what is working for me, what actions and habits are making me a better person? And am I going mm -hmm. to make that same choice today? Yep. So it I, is definitely something that you have to re you re-ask yourself every day. I have written on my like desk here, I have a placemat that stays at all times and it literally in permanent marker says, does this bless me? And it's something that I have to choose in everything that I'm doing, um, in this social media you're consuming, the words that you're saying, the words you're consuming, the things that you are actively doing, you have to ask yourself, does this bless me? That's how I literally live my life. Like in the things that I do, I'm asking like, is this actually benefiting me? Is listening to your cousin's neighbor's sister's friend talk crap about her aunt Sally Susie Joe's house making. No, that's not blessing you. You're not learning anything from it and you cannot reciprocate, re reproduce that and help someone else. And I think that a lot is what I'm consuming. Can I rinse, wash and repeat this to help somebody? 
I guarantee you that'll make you second guess the media you consume, the things that you're doing. Think about it. If I took what I'm watching or learning or whatever it is, if I took that in and reproduced it, would that actually help somebody? If the answer is no, you should not be consuming it. And it's a choice that you you have to make it. It will not happen on its own. It will not, you will not wake up at 4 a.m. on your own and get up and get dressed and do your workout. You won't. You have to make the choice every day to do it. But you make those choices easier by doing it more often. Is day one going to be hard? Absolutely. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're a liar. I thought of that. Um, have you ever watched the movie Grumpy Old Men? I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> so one of the lines in there, he talks about it. And it's, I mean, cuss word coming at you. And he's like, if anybody tells you otherwise, they're a goddamn liar. And I will tell you right now, I think of that so much. Whenever I see these pictures or signs or whatever from other media, that's like, oh, this is so easy. I'm like, they're lying. They're, it is not easy, but it is worth it. It is worth it because this hard work you're doing right now, it makes the other stuff easy. So is doing the work easy? No, it's not. It is a decision that you have to get up, put yourself first, and then reproduce that that's hard. But the aftermath of it, the aftermarket is the easy part. Like, because the thing is that I think a lot of people don't have, if you can think of like the tree of life, honestly, the things that are going on in your life, your career, your relationships, your finances, your health, all the things, it, the first word of all of those are your. And the key word of that is you. And it's like, if you are not taking care of you, how is your health, your relationships, your family, your finances going to get any better? It all starts with you and you have to make that decision because it won't happen for you. But if you do, everything around you benefits. Everything around you makes the biggest difference by you showing up. And I mean, if I could preach that every single day, any more than I do, I would. I just, I can't get over how it's taking me this long. Have you ever done that before where you're like, why did no one tell me about this sooner? Why did no one tell me that this was going to change my life? Friend, we have been. You've just been thinking you couldn't. And this is our reminder to you of like, yes, you can. It's just you making the decision that you're going to. You're going to stick through it when it's hard. That's the thing that makes the biggest difference. Amen. So I want to close in the next five minutes, um, okay. but I want to spend the next five minutes talking about how you living up to your potential and making choices every day led you to coaching others to do the same. And I want to talk about how you encourage others daily to find and stick with the consistency and maybe what is working for them in order for them to stick with it. Because I feel like your industry is so different than the gym. It's so different than paying a personal trainer $120 a week. Um, and I want to know what are you offering them for them to find that in their life? I think one of the biggest things for me, um, whenever I first started, I had this thing called Fit Club. And I just did it, honestly, out of the kindness of my heart. I just... It's kind of like when you find the secret sauce, you find the ingredients, you find that you love much, you will do anything that you can to just make it get into somebody's hands. And I mean, fitness has been that for me. 
even though growing up without fitness was never even things that I did, but I just wanted to be able to get it into more people's hands more often. And I, the reason why I'm successful, and I will say this wholeheartedly without any shame is that because I care. And I know for me, I'm like, I can just get you to try this. You'll feel better because the world is actually searching for instant gratification. Hands down, everybody within any kind of situation, they just want to feel better right now. And while I know that we think the 20 pounds, the size two, the, all of those outside things are the thing that are actually going to make us happy. If we could just show up and, and do a hard workout and push yourself, you will be filled with so much more pride when you're done with that workout. You're never going to think to yourself, I wish I was smaller. I wish I was a size two. I'm so glad I lost the weight. What you're going to feel like is, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself. And I know for me, the reason I'm successful in what I do, like my purpose is to genuinely get people to just show up. It is, it's not to get them to buy my programs or get them to be a part of my boot camp. When you're in my boot camp, yeah, I will preach to you left and right. Like you get the extra me, you get the extra heart and stuff. But the truth of the matter is it comes down to, I want people to just choose themselves every day. So while the fitness industry is telling you to go hard and go home, you know, the personal trainer industry is telling you to count your macros and do all the things. Here's the thing. I've done all of that. I competed in a bikini competition and I did all the things I was supposed to. And I went from a size 19 to a size two in a year and a half. I did reach that goal of the size two that I feel like is such the lucky number, which is crazy to me because I stood there in my sparkly pink bikini and I bawled because I did not like who I was because I did all of the external factors. The gym works on your external. Your personal trainer works on the external part of you. He will give you the results or she will give you the results that you tell them that you want. But what you don't realize is what you actually want is to be proud of your body. And the thing is you can be proud of your body after a 20 minute workout, you can be proud of your body by choosing to spend time with your kids. And what I really focus on in my purpose is to get you to realize you're enough right now. You just have to start giving yourself more credit and you have to put a little more work into who you are versus how you look. Because hands down, you'll get to that size. Those external things will happen. If you do the math, math is universal throughout the world. Doesn't matter what language you speak, it works. If you measure your food, if you do the workouts, you'll get the results. But if you are not consistently working on your mind and how you talk to yourself and how you see yourself, you're going to miss that mark. And when I talk about instant gratification, I'm like, sister, that purse will not bless you in two weeks. That will not bless you in two minutes, probably. The high is so high, but that means the low is so low. So what if you gave yourself that feeling every single day by showing up? And I preach that to my girls specifically and my coaches and my challengers, all of it, because I'm like, I want you to have this feeling that you feel so dang good. You can't help but scream it from the rooftops. And it has nothing to do with how you look. The best part about it, the best, and it is my favorite, is when they do feel better and then they get results and they're like, oh my gosh. I'm at my goal weight. Like I didn't even know I was. I'm like, that's because you stopped focusing on that number to give you the gratification. You gave it to your dang self first. Your body will always respond to you treating it better versus you treating it like crap to make yourself feel better. If you reverse engineer that, that's where your life will actually change. And I know that I'm successful because I tap into the fact of, I need to know how you're talking to yourself. 
size that you are or the workouts that you do or any of that, that will not change your inside talk if you don't change how you talk to yourself. And that is hands down, hands down how I am successful and continue to be successful because guess what? That's not going away anytime soon. People are going to need to be reminded every dang day that they are deserving, that they are worthy, that they are capable right now. And the best part is like, I found that within myself so that I get to preach that to others. I get to remind others of that. And I will always be on this journey. It's never ending. So I'm never going to have anything to stop talking about. That is truly my favorite part of my job is that I'm like, this journey that I have is always ongoing. And I get to bring everybody who is ready to go along with me for the rest of my life. That's, that's my favorite part of all of it. So good. So good. Like I love the internal internal versus the external because so often you're working on the outside and you think that's going to make me happy in the inside but you can't have any of that until you are happy with who you are right amen and you are good enough right now right like I think if we could say anything to anyone that would be what we would say is you are good enough right now start right now so yeah and I know for me if I was think about um the old me and I would hear those things I would instantly come back with negative comments and for me I always tell my girls especially when they're first starting off like you're you're gonna want to fight me back you're gonna want to tell me I'm wrong you're gonna want to tell me I'm you know not right and that's fine you can have those feelings all of your feelings are valid what if though when you have those negative feelings you make yourself name a positive you'll find yourself being like, dang, I am pretty good. Like I am pretty great because the fact of the matter is it truly is about how you feel about yourself. And if you can wash out that negative, it's like taking a big pill, right? That negative pill is going to be a hard ass thing to swallow. But if you can wash it down with some positivity, guess what flavor stays in your mouth? It's the positivity, not the negativity. So just flush that down. Like just give yourself words of affirmation because that negativity can't stay around if you're constantly washing it down with positivity. Amen. Yeah. And just, you know, it's like fill your tank every single day before you focus on the rest of the world, fill your tank, work on what you know, and just look at it as, you know, every single day, how am I showing up? Don't even pay attention to the, the big picture. Those things will happen if you are showing up every single day. Oh, I love yep. it. Kyra, thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. Me it makes me so excited. I love doing these things and I can't wait to hear what your listeners think about this newfound, hi, you can do this mindset because hands down, it will change your life in one day's time. Absolutely. Thank you, like just for sharing your heart. And I want you to know that you are impacting so many people. Like just a reminder, uh, if no one else has told you like, or encourage you to keep going, you absolutely need to, because you are doing far more than you may even realize. So I appreciate that so much, sister. You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to stop recording. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a wonderful day. Okay. We're done. That was so good. I know. I was like, I really like already know everything that you do in your challenge groups, but I'm like, I'm going to be like, pretend like I don't know. Like you didn't, I change, know. <laughs> you didn't change my life or anything. It's fine. It's fine. I understood. Yeah. I knew exactly how you were doing it. I knew I'm like, girl, I've been here before. I interviewed a couple, uh, I actually, could I went to high school with, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to act like I don't know you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> plus size. And I say that meaning I was in third grade wearing a size medium for women's. And then I was in fifth grade 
wearing size 12, eighth grade wearing size 16. And then from there, it was just a, const a constant growing without even realizing it. Um, I am super blessed that I live in such a small town. So genuinely, it wasn't like I was ever actually picked on for my size. It was always social. And it's so funny because like looking back, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't really a Facebook, but outside sources of what you thought you should look like, I recognize that I was not supposed to be a size 16 and a junior in high school, right? So I always had these tendencies of, okay, I need to crash diet. I've got to get smaller. I've got to do something. Um, but the biggest thing is the only thing I ever turned to was dieting and or gimmicks or something. I never, ever looked for fitness. It was something that I was told I couldn't do. I was not good at. So I just didn't. I never tried it. Um, so I grew up like that. And then right out of high school, two years out of high school, I, my then boyfriend, we had a baby and it was like, all right, so now we also have to throw into the mix. I've been plus size. I have a baby. And for the first time in my life, it was like I was praised for being bigger because you're supposed to when you're pregnant. And I loved it. Like I loved every single bit of it. And then after I had her, my, what they call baby weight <laughs> fell right off. But then I was still a size 16, 18 after having my baby. And I personally just took it super hard because my then boyfriend didn't like it. He did not like my size. He did not like how I looked. He would make comments all the time and would like poke the, like the fat that comes out of your jeans when you sit down. Like, I don't care if you're a size two or a size 22, if you wear distressed jeans, like that skin comes out when you sit down. And I remember one time very specifically, we were driving and he just like leaned over and like the skin that was coming out. And his words were, what are you going to do about that? And it was like, I don't know, like, this is who I am. And I just became super self-conscious. So I was really lucky growing up that I wasn't over the top self-conscious of what I looked like because I grew up that way with the people that I was growing up around. But it was actually afterwards when I became an adult and when I had a child that I instantly became super insecure, super like, oh my God, I have to do something. And it was it was nothing for me to purchase the next pill, the next wrap, the next gimmick, the next plan. I was doing it all the time. Um, and I just found myself, it would be, I would start it for like five or six days, maybe a week or two if I was lucky. I would get some kind of results and then I would reward myself. And of course my reward at that time was food. And so then it was like, oh, well, by the way, if you stop what got you here, you're gonna go back to where you were. I would always blame these things and products and all of the above of how they didn't work because you know they didn't keep my results. And it really took me like down this really hard, dark road of like such high highs and such low lows. Like there was no consistency in what I was doing and the results that I was getting and how I was feeling. Um, thank goodness that relationship ended within a couple of months after having my daughter. And I was like, I can't do this for her. So we were on our own for a while. And then my now husband and I got together and he knew me as plus size and never once said comments. I just had to really kind of make myself aware. Like 
He's not thinking it. So stop thinking it yourself. Stop putting those words and those comments in your own mind. Um, but I just fell into the comparison mode once again to everybody who was around his life. So I upped and moved my life to be with him. And I got implemented into a whole new world, literally these people didn't know me. These people didn't know that I grew up like this. They didn't know my life. They didn't know anything. And that's where I found myself really like pulling back of the really bad comparison mode, the really bad self-talk of how I was seeing and looking at myself that I just was like, I have to make a change. And it took me years of once again, getting prescription weight loss pills, getting this diet plan, trying the military diet. If y'all have never heard of that, I don't even know so who bad. even thinks of these things, but they're ridiculous. Like it was, I don't know, one hard boiled egg, a can of tuna, half a grapefruit. Yes, I've done that. For the day, for the day. And you did it for three days. And I remember doing that and I was working as a bartender. And I mean, I don't know if y'all have worked at food, but like they give you shit for, oh, sorry. <laughs> they give you everything for free. Like there's free French fries. Oh, this burger is messed up. So like I was genuinely around food all the time. And like, I had not dealt with my actual food issues. So for me, it was like, oh my gosh, like I'll just do this military diet for three days. I'll lose 10 pounds and I'll be happy. Um, that was right there. I remember that was the last time I ever did any kind of like diet fix um, because my best friend was doing her own challenge group. And I remember messaging her, oddly enough, asking for accountability. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this military diet. Why don't you do it with me? Y'all, I have to put into context, which is perfect because Tiffany and I like could not be different body types the way that we are. My best friend, is five foot, 120 pounds, probably soaking wet and does not, did not even need to like get results is what you would think whenever you're thinking of a diet plan. And when I think of the military diet, the word literally is in there, it's a diet, but I just needed somebody to keep me from quitting on myself. And she was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I told myself I would go 21 days with this plan and there are no cheats. There are no anything like that. I cannot do anything else. And I remember being like, oh, okay, good luck with that. So I stick through one day of the military diet and I'm, I'm starving, starving. When I get home that evening, I'm like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it, you know? And I go back to my daily life and go and do the um, like bartending days, come home and mom, go back to bartending days, all the day, all the things. And 21 days had gone by and my best friend posts her before and after pictures. And I was like, the heck, like, are you kidding me? Like I just went through the days of literally Groundhog's Day and you just got a six pack. Like what in the world? I remember messaging her, I'm like, all right, what is this? What are you doing? And the thing that really caught me more than anything was she just talked about how good she felt. And, you know, from outsider looking in, I'm like, well, yeah, it's, I would feel good if I was that size too. That's my first thought, my first, first reaction. And she tells me, she's like, all right, we're going to get started on this plan. You're going to follow this routine. You're going to work out every day. And I remember being like, 
no, I'm not. I'm not going to work out every day. And, you know, you're going to follow these container systems. They're going to help you learn how to eat. And I just, I mean, I was the one, the hard eye roll. Um, I was like, all right. I did it three times and never, I never stuck with it. Like if I was the person that you would look at for consistency four years ago, you would literally laugh your butt off because I was not consistent in anything. And what I was thinking of that YouTube video, what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was I went on a family vacation and I know everybody like you have a moment when you change your life, you have a moment and it's truly a hindsight moment. It's never, you don't ever do it in that moment and think this is it. This is the moment I'm going to change my life, but something happens and it makes you be like, okay, I'm done. So we went on a family vacation to Myrtle Beach. My kids had never seen the beach. My husband had not been on a vacation in 10 plus years. Um, and it was with my family and we went and I had a good time. I had a good time. I only wore jeans, three tank tops at one time with some kind of like jacket or something on at all times at the beach. And I was in a total of seven pictures and we were there for an entire week. Whenever I was there, like I said, it's hindsight. You don't ever notice that you're doing it. You don't notice that you're hiding. You don't notice that you're wearing extra clothes until later. And you go to look through pictures and I'm like, I was in seven pictures and five of them were selfies. It was, I came home, that was before Christmas. And I came home and I remember messaging her who had been consistent in everything that she was doing. And I was like, all right, I mean it. Like, what do I need to do to do this? So January 26, 2016 was the day one of my journey. And I, I won't ever forget that day because it's where I was, I am tired of being tired of start over. And so that truly was where it was, where I just like kind of drew the line in the sand of like, I'm not going to quit anymore. Like, look at what it has done for me the past 26 years i have literally nothing to even remember my life with like i have nothing to look at or be proud of okay like the only thing i had for me was my daughter genuinely and it was like i'm i need this for me more than anything and it wasn't like okay i'm gonna work out five days a week and man no it was just like i'm just gonna show up every day my mindset got over the let me get to 30 days let me get to three months or even the, I'm going to fit into this dress or I'm going to be this size. It was never that. It was just like, I'm just going to show up today. And I think that's one of the biggest things people overlook when they're looking at some kind of new lifestyle, new pattern, new anything. You think that it's going to be this big, huge goal. When I always think of in hindsight, I'm like, what's, what's the ending? It's your literal life you're living. So what good does it do you to get to October? Because What's October gonna give you that tomorrow can't give you? And it was truly a mindset shift. And Lord, would I get frustrated whenever, I don't know about you, but like I've researched stuff or I look at things and they're like, oh, it was my mindset shift. And I like would always roll my eyes and like, no, but what was it really? No, but really what was it? And you're like, no, that's that was really it. I just decided to do it. And I think people will try and start a lot of things and they'll give up but it's because you're not ready. You're not ready to be fully committed. You're not ready to actually change your life. You want to, 
And maybe you want to for external sources or external reasons, maybe you, you do have a wedding coming up or whatever it may be. The problem is those things will pass. Like if you are showing up for a better life, there is literally no finish line except for not having your life. So I really think that's where consistency starts is the realization that there is no end because you just are going to show up every day. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> um, I love that because I think people just get this one single goal of like, I want to lose 20 pounds and then I'll be happy and then everything will be fine. Or I want to fit into a certain size pair of jeans. Um, and that gets so, it points people in the complete wrong direction um, because yeah. sometimes just getting started, I think you just need to get tired of your own shit. You just need to realize like, maybe I don't have a goal, but where I am, if I'm still here in five years, that scares the shit out of me. And I think- I think the time's gonna pass anyway. Like literally, you don't get a decision. You don't get to decide what someone else is doing, but you do get to decide what you're doing. And like, I think of that when I see even transformations now or people building a house. That's one of my favorite things, building a house and people having a baby. And I think of, Okay, I remember when they announced that either or when they broke brand, whichever one you're like really hits home for you. Think of somebody building a house. I remember when they told me they were going to build and then it's like, oh my gosh, the foundations for it. Oh my gosh, they're, you know, the siding's done. Look at their house. And then they have a post coming up. It's a one year anniversary of their brand new house. And you're like, I remember whenever they said they were going to. And it is kind of that gut punch. It's like, what have you been doing? And that's what consistency feels like is like, you can look back and be like, dang, look what I've done. It's just like building a house. You like the time is going to pass anyway. What are you doing with the time? And if you can just show up to be good today, your life will literally change versus like, oh, I just have to get to Tuesday. I just have to get to, you know, whatever it is. I used to say this all the time and I still believe in this is I hate when people are like working for the weekend or Friday. I'm like, why can't you be happy on Tuesday? Why can't you be happy on Wednesday? Why can't you wake up and be like, yay, three o'clock, right? Like, why are you waiting for Friday? Because what is it that you are doing? And man, does it hit home for a lot of people who, who do work a nine to five job or maybe work for somebody else, I understand that not everybody's an entrepreneur because we still need healthcare workers. I still need the Starbucks drive-through to work. Like I don't want everybody to be an entrepreneur, but I very much think if what you're doing isn't blessing you, you should not be living your life thinking like, I can't wait for Friday. Because if you're waiting for Friday, my question is always, what is Friday going to give you? Not a dang thing. You decide what Friday looks like. So why not make your Monday feel like Friday? Why not make your Wednesday feel like Friday? Even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think of that because dang, is it different for your life? Like how you feel, if you can consistently tell yourself you're going to have a good day, you're going to have a good day, no matter if it's on Friday, Saturday, or Tuesday. It's the biggest difference in your mindset shift that you're going to have. And it makes showing up easier because the alternative is what else are you going to feel like? What else are you going to say and do if you're not constantly making yourself feel better every single day? And I mean, let's 
disclaimer, <laughs> you're still going to have crap days. You're still going to have bad mood days, right? But here is the difference in consistently showing up for yourself. You can recognize those bad days. So for me, when I would have bad days before, I didn't know it was even a bad day because every single day I was like looking for the negative. I was looking for things that were already wrong. So when it would be, you know, a list a mile long of things that were wrong, I'd be like, all right, like it's just a bad day. I would rather have so many good days that when a half-ass bad day happens, I'm like, whew, tomorrow is, it's going to be better. Like I'm letting myself know tomorrow is going to be better. And that really takes, that takes showing up in your own mind of recognizing those feelings. That stuff doesn't happen. You, I love you enough to tell you that you are not just going to tell yourself you're going to have a good day. That's actually not how it works. You have to do, what are you doing today to make it a good day? So for me, like mine is my morning routine, like hands down. Is it okay if I just go right into yes, that tip? go right yeah. in, girl. So for me, it's morning routine and it has changed. It has looked different even in the last year, especially with COVID um, and having my children home with me all the time at all times, every single day. Um, and it also changed during the season of life of when I worked outside of the home, whenever I had a full-time job and I was not my own boss. But the thing that has been consistent through all of this is my morning routine. And a lot of people I think who, if maybe they're not spiritual or maybe they're not even into personal development yet, can't grasp their mind around this, I will tell you it's small steps lead to big actions. So it's something simple as if you feel yourself racing in the mornings, you're going to feel it all day long. And as much as I love my sleep too, if you want to get up earlier, you have to go to bed earlier. That's just what it is. Cause you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce, you decide what you're going to do with it. So for me, it was getting up one hour prior to where I would even need to start my day. So meaning if I needed to know I had to get ready and shower and get out the door to leave my house by X, Y, and Z to make it to work, I would reverse engineer everything. So if I know that I need to get in the shower by six, that means I need to be done with my workout by six. That means I've got to get up an hour ahead of time so I can get my morning routine in. And for me, it starts with gratitude because like you will always seek what you find good, bad, negative, or positive, whatever it is. So if you're somebody who's kind of like, I grew up in I won't even say a negative household, but my family definitely had no idea what personal development was. They did not know what self-help was. They didn't know what pushing for big goals were, right? Like you got up, you did your work and you prayed that you made it through that day. And then you got up and did it again the next day. And that's what I grew up with. And it's what I knew. And it's what I did without even recognizing it. I thank God for this journey because I'm like, it helped me have hindsight before it was bad. Um, so for me, I get up and I do my morning devotional. I have a lot that I choose from. I even have one that I will totally shamelessly plug because it is not um, spiritual. It is called Heart Talk by Cleo Wade. This one here is just like daily poems that will just kind of prompt you in recognizing to look for the good. Because if you are looking for negative, you'll always find it. But the best thing is that if you look for the good, you're going to find it. But unless you prompt yourself to do that, you're never going to notice it. I'll give you an example. So if you can look around the room right now, whatever room you're in, whatever you're looking at right now, I want you to look 
all things that are orange and just kind of look up, look down, look around, look at everything and count how many orange things do you see? Okay, now I want you to take a second. How many yellow things were there? And this is an old practice. It's an old gimmick. And I mean, guess what? It happens every single time because you never know what that second color is going to be. That's the thing that I like. This practice will always work because you never know. Because guess what? You can't look for both at the same time. So you can't be looking for joy and negativity at the same time. You've got to pick one. But if you're not picking, your mind will automatically find the negative because that's what we're geared to do. We're geared to just be in survival mode. Like that's, it's from years and years and years of generations of being in survivor mode, getting through the day. And it's like, if you could rewire your mind first thing of the morning, at least you have that much of your day where you're looking for the positive. So when you, when I start with gratitude, I write down, I write down five things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's three, right? But the thing that I don't do, I don't generalize it. So I don't do like, I'm grateful for my house. While I am grateful for my house, it's great and wonderful that I have a house. Um, and a lot of people go back to, well, other people don't have houses. So I, and it's like, it is not your job to decide what other people do and don't have. What do you have? And so for me, I'm like, okay, I am grateful for my home office. That because this is my sanctuary. This is where when I come into here, I'm like, I know I'm going to get work done. I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to be my best self. And so I really get specific on things that I'm grateful for in that moment. And then the rest of the day, you are literally looking for the orange things, right? You're looking for the positive things. So when I have that early morning routine, I'm looking for the gratitude. And then I put myself first, meaning I do my workout. This is not a physical results workout. Sometimes they're super hard. Sometimes they're light. It's just the movement of my body because you, no matter what shape you're in, what size you are, how great you think you look, how great you don't think you look, you need movement in your body. You need movement because for 30 seconds, I mean, for 30 minutes, you're getting outside of your mind and just doing what you're told. So just do the workout. And then it's like, you are able to release the stress that you probably hold on to a lot. And that is the thing that is going to build up over time. And I'll promise you, you're not going to get up every day and want to do the workout, but because you know the result of it, because you know how it makes you feel, you will show up consistently because it's like, dang it. If you know that going on a walk makes you feel good, I guarantee you whenever things are kind of going hard or things are going not your way, the first thing you're going to reach for is what you know. So the best thing you can do is learn what you want to know so that you have that tool in your back pocket. That's what for me makes the biggest difference. So I put myself first, then I get to give myself the rest of the day. And if I have a moment here and there, 20, 15 minutes to myself, I'm going to do something that brings me joy, not something that's going to always serve others because you will get burnt out so fast. So it's simple, like listening to your favorite song, dancing in the kitchen, sitting down in peace and quiet, like just give yourself a break from the world, including social media, because you are the only person who can make you happy. And if you can show up doing that every day, you'll search for it. It's it's just like the chocolate chips that you love, right? Like, you know, you love those chocolate chips. And every time you eat them, you're like, oh, this tastes so good. So whenever it's kind of been a rough afternoon, you're like, mm, I just want some chocolate chips. It'll make me feel better. You guys, self-love, self-help is just like that. If you could just do it consistently over time, 
you'll crave it. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I need to step away. I need to take a five minute walk. I need to listen to some personal development. I need this for me. And that's what I invest in myself, those things. So for me, I have a monthly subscription to Audible because I know me and I know I do best by listening to words of affirmation. I do best of listening to personal development books. So I charge, it's $14.99 a month. Do I want to pay $14.99 a month every single month? No, but I also won't waste it. So I'm like, all right, (laughs) I bought a book. I'm going to listen to it. It is something that you literally choose. Consistency is not what I don't think is easy, but it is definitely something that you make happen because you know, as the result, it's going literally change your life. I'm so glad that you just said that it was a choice because that's what I want everyone to know is that it is a daily choice of deciding like what is feeding me, what is working for me, what actions and habits are making me a better person? And am I going mm-hmm. to make that same choice today? Yep. So it I, is definitely something that you have to re you re ask yourself every day. I have written on my like desk here, I have a placemat that stays at all times and it literally in permanent marker says, does this bless me? And it's something that I have to choose in everything that I'm doing, um, in this social media you're consuming, the words that you're saying, the words you're consuming, the things that you are actively doing, you have to ask yourself, does this bless me? That's how I literally live my life. Like in the things that I do, I'm asking like, is this actually benefiting me? Is listening to your cousin's neighbor's sister's friend talk crap about her aunt Sally, Susie Joe's house making. No, that's not blessing you. You're not learning anything from it and you cannot reciprocate, reproduce that and help someone else. And I think that a lot is what I'm consuming. Can I rinse, wash and repeat this to help somebody? I guarantee you that'll make you second guess the media you consume, the things that you're doing. Think about it. If I took what I'm watching or learning or whatever it is, if I took that in, and reproduced it, would that actually help somebody? If the answer is no, you should not be consuming it. And it's a choice that you you have to make it. It will not happen on its own. It will not, you will not wake up at 4 a.m. on your own and get up and get dressed and do your workout. You won't. You have to make the choice every day to do it. But you make those choices easier by doing it more often. Is day one gonna be hard? Absolutely. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're a liar. I thought of that. Um have you ever watched the movie Grumpy Old Men? I love that movie. Okay, <laughs> so one of the lines in there, he talks about it, and it's, I mean, cuss word coming at you. And he's like, if anybody tells you otherwise, they're a goddamn liar. And I will tell you right now, I think of that so much. Whenever I see these pictures or signs or whatever from other media that's like, oh, this is so easy. I'm like, they're lying. They're, it is not easy, but it is worth it. It is worth it because this hard work you're doing right now, it makes the other stuff easy. So is doing the work easy? No, it's not. It is a decision that you have to get up, put yourself first, and then reproduce that. That's hard. But the aftermath of it, the aftermarket is the easy part. Like Because the thing is that I think a lot of people don't have, if you can think of like the tree of life, honestly, the things that are going on in your life, your career, your relationships, your finances, your health, all the things, the first word of all of those are your. And the key word of that is you. And it's like, if you are not taking care of you, how is your health, your relationships, your family, your finances going to get any better? 
it all starts with you and you have to make that decision because it won't happen for you. But if you do, everything around you benefits. Everything around you makes the biggest difference by you showing up. And I mean, if I could preach that every single day, any more than I do, I would. I just, I can't get over how it's taking me this long. Have you ever done that before where you're like, why did no one tell me about this sooner? Why did no one tell me that this was going to change my life? Friend, we have been. You've just been thinking you couldn't. And this is our reminder to you of like, yes, you can. It's just you making the decision that you're going to. You're going to stick through it when it's hard. That's the thing that makes the biggest difference. Amen. So I want to close in the next five minutes. Um, But I want to spend the next five minutes talking about how you living up to your potential and making choices every day led you to coaching others to do the same. And I want to talk about how you encourage others daily to find and stick with the consistency and maybe what is working for them in order for them to stick with it. Because I feel like your industry is so different than the gym. It's so different than paying a personal trainer $120 a week. Um, And I want to know what are you offering them for them to find that in their life? I think one of the biggest things for me, um, whenever I first started, I had this thing called Fit Club and I just did it honestly out of the kindness of my heart. I just... It's kind of like when you find the secret sauce, you find the ingredients, you find that you love much, you will anything that you can to just make it get into somebody's hands. And I mean, fitness has been that for me, even though growing up without fitness was never even things that I did, but I just wanted to be able to get it into more people's hands more often. And I, the reason why I'm successful and I will say this wholeheartedly without any shame is that because I care. And I know for me, I'm like, I can just get you to try this, you'll feel better because the world is actually searching for instant gratification. Hands down, everybody within any kind of situation, they just want to feel better right now. And while I know that we think the 20 pounds, the size two, the, all of those outside things are the thing that are actually going to make us happy. If we could just show up and, and do a hard workout and push yourself, you will be filled with so much more pride when you're done with that workout you're never going to think to yourself, I wish I was smaller. I wish I was a size two. I'm so glad I lost the weight. What you're going to feel like is, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself. And I know for me, the reason I'm successful in what I do, like my purpose is genuinely get people to just show up. It is, it's not to get them to buy my programs or get them to be a part of my boot camp. When you're in my boot camp, yeah, I will preach to you left and right. Like you get the extra me, you get the extra heart and stuff. But the truth of the matter is it comes down to, I want people to just choose themselves every day. So while the fitness industry is telling you to go hard and go home, you know, the personal trainer industry is telling you to count your macros and do all the things. Here's the thing. I've done all of that. I competed in a bikini competition and I did all the things I was supposed to. And I went from a size 19 to a size two in a year and a half. I did reach that goal of the size two that I feel like is such the lucky number, which is crazy to me because I stood there in my sparkly pink bikini and I bawled because I did not like who I was because I did all of the external factors. The gym works on your external. Your personal trainer works on the external part of you. He will give you the results or she will give you the results that you tell them that you want. But what you don't realize is what you actually want is to be proud of your body. 
And the thing is, you can be proud of your body after a 20 minute workout. You can be proud of your body by choosing to spend time with your kids. And what I really focus on in my purpose is to get you to realize you're enough right now. You just have to start giving yourself more credit and you have to put a little more work into who you are versus how you look. Because hands down, you'll get to that size. Those external things will happen. If you do the math, math is universe throughout the world. Doesn't matter what language you speak, it works. If you measure your food, if you do the workouts, you'll get the results. But if you are not consistently working on your mind and how you talk to yourself and how you see yourself, you're going to miss that mark. And when I talk about instant gratification, I'm like, sister, that purse will not bless you in two weeks. That will not bless you in two minutes, probably. The high is so high, but that means the low is so low. So what if you gave yourself that feeling every single day by showing up? And I preach that to my girls specifically and my coaches and my challengers, all of it, because I'm like, I want you to have this feeling that you feel so dang good. You can't help but scream it from the rooftops. And it has nothing to do with how you look. The best part about it, the best, and it is my favorite, is when they do feel better and then they get results and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm at my goal weight. Like I didn't even know I was. I'm like, that's because you stopped focusing on that number to give you the gratification. You gave it to your dang self first. Your body will always respond to you treating it better versus you treating it like crap to make yourself feel better. If you reverse engineer that, that's where your life will actually change. And I know that I'm successful because I tap into the fact of, I need to know how you're talking to yourself. that you are or the workouts that you do or any of that, that will not change your inside talk if you don't change how you talk to yourself. And that is hands down, hands down how I am successful and continue to be successful because guess what? That's not going away anytime soon. People are going to need to be reminded every dang day that they are deserving, that they are worthy, that they are capable right now. And the best part is like, I found that within myself so that I get to preach that to others. I get to remind others of that. And I will always be on this journey. It's never ending. So I'm never going to have anything to stop talking about. That is truly my favorite part of my job is that I'm like, this journey that I have is always ongoing. And I get to bring everybody who is ready to go along with me for the rest of my life. That's, that's my favorite part of all of it. So good. So good. Like I love the internal internal versus the external because so often you're working on the outside and you think that's going to make me happy in the inside but you can't have any of that until you are happy with who you are right amen and you are good enough right now right like I think if we could say anything to anyone that would be what we would say is you are good enough right now start right now so yeah (gasps) and I know for me if I was think about um the old me and I would hear those things I would instantly come back with negative comments and for me I always tell my girls especially when they're first starting off like you're you're gonna want to fight me back you're gonna want to tell me I'm wrong you're gonna want to tell me I'm you know not right and that's fine you can have those feelings all your feelings are valid what if though when you have those negative feelings you make yourself name a positive you'll find yourself being like, dang, I am pretty good. Like I am pretty great because the fact of the matter is it truly is about how you feel about yourself. And if you can wash out that negative, it's like taking a big pill, right? That negative pill is going to be a hard ass thing to swallow. But if you can wash it down with some positivity, guess what flavor stays in your mouth? It's the positivity, not the negativity. So just flush that down. Like just give yourself words of affirmation because 
that negativity can't stay around if you're constantly washing it down with positivity. Amen. Yeah. And just, you know, it's like fill your tank every single day before you focus on the rest of the world, fill your tank, work on what you know, and just look at it as, you know, every single day, how am I showing up? Don't even pay attention to the, the big picture. Those things will happen if you are showing up every single day. Oh, I yep. love it. Kyra, thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. Me it too. makes me so excited. I love doing these things and I can't wait to hear what your listeners think about this newfound, hi, you can do this mindset because hands down, it will change your life in one day's time. Absolutely. Thank you, like just for sharing your heart. And I want you to know that you are impacting so many people. Like just a reminder, uh, if no one else has told you like, or encourage you to keep going, you absolutely need to, because you are doing far more than you may even realize, so. Oh, I appreciate that so much, oh, sister. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to stop recording. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful day.